Assalamu alaikum, Noor. Assalamu alaikum, Rahim. How are you doing? Alhamdulillah, I'm good. I, I'm pretty nervous. How about you? <laughs> you know, I'm pretty nervous too, but I'm excited. I think it's a nice change from doing a bunch of work from school, so. Yeah, like how can you not be? Like not as, it's, that's such an understatement. It's not doing skill work. Recording a yeah, podcast. I'm, yeah, <laughs> I know, right? Like it's, I guess, even though I don't like detest school, I still like find it nice to get away from it sometimes and just do other things because that's all life is, the balance of other things. And school. <laughs> and school, yeah, that's true. Nice. Anyone under 18, this is our life. Mm. Except the small range from like one to five where you're not really. I'm under 18. Yeah, same, same. I, um, I wonder if everyone in the podcast is going to be under 18 today. Ooh, sometimes foreshadowing is not as obvious nope sometimes foreshadowing is fairly obvious i think that's the cool i don't know um no have you seen any movies recently we talked yes, about movies I too have. much what you have? oh what say it I, I saw 2001 a space odyssey last night how was it <laughs> six out of ten it's <gasps> okay like, I, it's a I good that. film but it's just not fun I get that. It's you. I feel like most people who watch it for the first time don't like it. I didn't like it the first time I watched it either. You just get watched it, it more than once. Yeah, twice. But yeah. I mean, actually, read it too. But I like it's a it's a whole thing. But you okay. most people like it in the beginning, honestly. We shouldn't be doing this, but what makes you really like it as a film? I'll say three things: okay. the aesthetic, the mystery, and the legacy. Okay. Yeah, I, I 100% understand that, but it's just not fun to watch. Yeah. There are certain points. If all of the movie was like the stuff with Hal, I would have been for it because that's fantastic. Sadly, that's not it. Okay, either way, we should probably get into it. So, um, welcome to We the Youth. This is a podcast for the youth by the youth where we, the youth, tell you the truth um, or, you know, whatever we believe, but it's usually the truth because. Muslims. So uh, now today we're going to be talking about something that everybody here should know. And if you don't know, you're in the wrong place, but you're going to be in the right place for a while because we're going to indoctrinate you by the end of the episode. MENA, Muslim Youth North America, probably the greatest organization to ever have been made. Uh, and we have some pretty special guests here today. But before we get into guests or literally anything else, we're going to talk to Noor about stuff you should be thinking about the entire time. Yeah, I mean, wait, we didn't even introduce ourselves. That's a good point. Yeah, so if you didn't, <laughs> if you couldn't guess, Noor's about to introduce yourself. Assalamualaikum, my name is Noor. Um, I'm 17 years old. I live in Ann Arbor, Michigan, and I am one of your hosts in this beautiful podcast. And assalamualaikum. My name is Rahim. I am 17 years old. I am a youth in... San Ramon, California, technically Alamo, but San Ramon is where my heart is, which is like pretty close to San Francisco. Uh, so without I don't know, is that all? Yeah, without further ado, Noor will tell you what the hadith is. <laughs> so like what we want to do is like, I guess since this is going to be like our first episode, what we want to do is kind of um, like introduce our topic in a way that like is um, based on hadith because like what's better than, I mean, that's kind of hadith is really important thing that we should think about and um we just wanted to base a lot of the things that we're going to say today on this hadith because um 
yeah, it's really, it's a good thing to think about. And this hadith is, um, so today's hadith that we're going to base a lot of our conversations on is um, Indeed, actions are based on your intention. What do you think about that, Rahim? Um, I think that we're going to talk about it a little bit more with Zach. Assalamu alaikum, Zach. Who are you? Wa alaikum salam. My name is Zakaria. Most people just call me Zach. Um, I'm 20 years old. And I am the president of this awesome organization, Muslim Youth of North America, otherwise known as MINA. Yeah, so known as the oldest camper I've ever known. <laughs> oh, man, don't get me started. No, I love you, Zach. No, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a prideful thing, the most wise. Uh, <laughs> it's nice to see you again, man. Um, wow, okay. There are three of us here, and we're going to talk about MINA, of course. I'm not going to dominate the conversation. Zach, what's MENA? What's MENA? As the president, what is MENA? I think my definition of this organization is different from everyone else's. And I think that's the beauty of it. Like, I think my definition of this organization is different from yours. Yours is different from yours. Um, but I think to me, MENA is a family. Um, yeah, we, we, do a, we do a lot of things, but at the core of what we do, we do them as a family. So I think to me, that's what it is. Yeah, and I really like what you said about how the meanings or what MINA means is kind of different for everyone. I mean, obviously it's like this huge organization and it does things and it has clear objectives, but like none of that really matters unless it means something to everyone. And it does, obviously we're all here, we're all listening to this or at least speaking in this because we have somewhat to do with MINA and somewhat care about it which I will say I care about it a lot. And it seems like Zekadi also cares about it a lot. So that's good. Yeah, but not Rahim, of course not. But uh, yeah, no, no of sorry, course, Rahim. I love Mena too. Uh, I don't know. Family is a pretty good way to put it, but uh, no, that's not what I would describe it. So how I don't would know. It yeah, that's what I'm trying to think. It's, it's difficult. Like I love Mena. I'm sort of involved. Uh... I don't know. Whenever I think of men, I just think of it like as a symbol of my faith, sort of. I clearly haven't thought about what I would define men as a whole lot, but I don't know. I started praying after I went to 2017 winter camp. And ever since then, I've been interested in Islam. So that's just all I can think about whenever I think of Mina, other than the work that I'm putting off that's supposed to be for it. But uh, usually <laughs> that's the, that's what I'm thinking about. I mean, yeah, I think if, to, sorry, you okay. Um, I think to a lot of people that, I guess that faith aspect is a, a big part of it. Um, especially with our camps, for those of you, who I guess don't know what minute is like we do, um, summer camps, winter camps, and then spring camps as well. Um, but a big part of our camps is that, that spiritual aspect of like connecting, youth to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala um and so I you know again back to my 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 point about family I think one of the big parts of it is because when we're at a camp we're doing it together as a family we're like um kind of going through this spiritual journey as a family with your fellow campers and, and everyone else who's there so I just realized what men is to me actually more than just like a symbol of like when I became religious but it's an atmosphere uh because and which is pretty similar to family i guess it's just a different way to put it but 
I, the reason Minute impacted me so much is because when I actually went to that camp, when I went to that 2017 winter camp, uh, it's just, that's an atmosphere that I've never been a part of before. Cause I, I've been going to public school my entire life. I've been going to Sunday school my entire life, but no matter where I, I went, it's not a place that I really completely and wholly enjoyed being right. Uh, despite like the goods and bads. But when I went to Minna, that's a place that I knew like 100%. I enjoyed with the goods and the bads. And it's that atmosphere with the complete, like complete Muslim acceptance. Cause like Sunday school, one would think so, but there's always those like group of kids who really don't want to be there and their parents are forcing them to. The kids are there at Minna, but they think Minna's, they're happy being there at like the third day usually. So, you know, it, it doesn't affect very much, but it's just like the whole atmosphere. Cause whether I'm just like on a call with some minute people or at the actual camp, it's just, it's like Umrah, but not really. Yeah, I'll one up you. I mean, I went to Islamic school my entire life and I never felt like I truly connected with Islam until I went to Minna, you know, and and I and I always like and since going to Islamic school, I was always like, you know, Quran class, Islamic studies class. I was like, OK, I'll do it, but I don't see the point of it, you know, and I don't see what this is bringing me other than like complete like just book knowledge, that kind of thing. Like, OK, yeah, sure. I know that the prophet did this thing at this point in his life, but like, why does that matter to me, you know? So like it wasn't until I actually went there and I like and I kind of like lived through it, not like lived through it, but like with the lectures and like being around other people who saw the merit in these types of stories, was I like really able to like internalize it and like practice it in my own life? And I guess the question I would have for um, Zechariah is like, why did you even, what made you want to go to camp in the first place? Because I know for me, it was just like, I just wanted some place other than my school that I could actually like gain something out of. Um. If I'm being completely honest, I only went because one of my best friends was going. Um, and I hadn't seen him in a while. And so he told me, he was like, yeah, my parents just sent me to this camp. Um, you know, you should come with me. And that was like my best friend. And he's still my best friend to this day. But it was like a point where like I hadn't seen him in a year. Um, so I was like, okay, bet we're going to go. We're going to have fun. Um, and we're just going to hang out together. And when I got there, it like completely changed my life. Um, I think my, my reason for going wasn't probably like as spiritual or, or as like impactful as maybe someone else's. Um, but I think the outcome of it um, was definitely impactful. I remember by like that second day of camp, like I was like, yo, this is the greatest thing ever. Um, I remember that, that, that last bonfire that we had at that camp, um, I was like leading the chance and everything. And I was like, I feel like at home, like I feel like I'm, I'm with my family. And so it was, the, it was that first camp where, you know, I just, I just came because I wanted to be with my friend, but you know, I, I fell in love with it. And I guess uh, I'm still here for now, so. <laughs> How young were you when you went to your first camp? Um, it was just after freshman year. So I was 15, yeah. 15, oh wow, okay. Yeah, so if I went four years ago, four years ago was my first camp, which was spring camp. And in my opinion, like, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say this, but spring camp's just like, like the lowest camp out there. It's only two days. Like, what am I going to do? I'm not going to become friends. I'm not going to fall in love yet. But 
honestly, like talking about going to camp and why we went to our first camp, I noticed that like 99% of the people at MENA went because like their friend was going or their parent told them to go. Now, um, a lot of people and I don't know why, for, for some reason in my head, I'm comparing this to like stories of like, like girls like wearing hijab for the first time and committing to it. Cause like my aunts talk, I ask my aunts about that like every time I meet them. So that's just like one story. And why am I comparing this to that? Because I don't know, like when you see people that are like really engaged with Mina, you expect something like really big to like be the reason why they're a part of it. Cause some, I feel like a lot of time when people like see Mina, oh, it's like this big thing that only that person is going to be a part of. Uh, but like, it's kind of weird also because if you consider like the hadith that was like like that your indeed your actions are based on your intention i mean i don't like I, i'm I, this is like kind of like a generous thing but i don't think many 13 year olds going to their first minute camp were expecting this like huge enlightenment right i'm pretty sure they just like you said they wanted to go to see their friend their parents told them to and like like mashallah look what came out of that you know what 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 came out of this like really like kind of not insignificant but like small reason for this thing like that meant that many years later people like us are like here now doing this to even like promote it for others, you know, because we see yeah. the merit in that and we see that like it can happen for other people, even if it's not like that, that expected, you know, and it's it's kind of it's kind of like the opposite, you know, like you don't intend to do something as like, you know, as like leading like like even like I, I got really like stuck on like you're leading the chance at your first camp and the same exact thing happened to me and like I was always really quiet because I like I felt like the people around me like they just like okay they're just people right but then when you go to a camp like that and it's not even that like you it's not even that like oh my god this like extreme complete transformation happened in me but it's just like that little like part of your life like friendship or community that like was opened up within Mina it like makes you do this thing that like you never thought you would have done right I think that's beautiful, to be honest. Yeah, for sure. And I, I also think, like, I I connected back to, like, the hadith that you guys kind of, you know, thought, you, that you guys read about, you know, when we started, like, in the Mal'amalu Vinyats, right? Um, but there's this concept of, like, renewing your intentions, right? And that's something that that, that we at Minute do, like, I remember we, we, we do that all the time. Like, we do it before we get on a call. We do it before every camp. We do it before we do anything. Um, and it's just like making sure that like why we're doing this um, is for the sake of Allah, right? And to, to, to gain his pleasure and reward in the hereafter. And I think that can be said about people who come to their camp, maybe only because their parents were, were making them go or they were going to be with their friends. Like when they come back, that intention, like it's no longer to go because, you know, your parents are making you go or you want to go to be with friends. Like that renewing of your intention when you come back to like your second or your third camp, it's to like actually gain a connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and I, I just think that that's really beautiful that Islam gives us that like we're not held to our first intention that we can actually like renew it and you know say out loud and say hey I'm doing this for the sake of Allah yeah, yeah and like, because like men as a youth thing it's like you get to continually grow you know like you have you have to get grow as a person and get to grow with your faith and there's nothing that like ever stops you from like continuously maturing what you intend to do or maturing what your beliefs are yeah when yeah my first winter camp I was forced to go uh and yeah now I'm doing a podcast for a minute camp which is really interesting 
uh, like I've always been open to like faith. I've never been like closed to like going to a lecture. Uh, maybe just because I'm really uh, like agreeable as in if someone tells me to do something, I'm very passive and we'll just do it, even if I don't want to, uh, which is a bad thing, but it's a good thing as well. So, um, but at that point, I, I didn't want to go and my mom like had to force me to go uh, with some other friends and it was kind of embarrassing. But then I went there and within like three days, I had made some friends that I'm never going to forget. And just that subtle change that Minages does to you, like... I went from going to camp to get out of camp to just never wanting to leave just within the span of like two to three days. It was so subtle. I hadn't even noticed. I hadn't noticed that I was a new person by the time that I came back. I was actually praying my namaz and I'm just like, okay, I, I can do this. Like, this is something that I thought I'd be doing like when I am how old I am now. I'm like, okay, I'll be 17 and I'll start praying then. But I was like, what, 13 or 14. And now I'm actually like, a Muslim, I hadn't even noticed. Like, I don't, I don't know. I like, I don't want to like ramble on about how awesome Mina is and how they did that, but it's just like that's. I mean, and you come <laughs> to think of it, like, how did we get here where we are today? And we said it, like, yeah, we want to continue this kind of trend of inspiring other other youth to to go on go to these camps and go through these initiatives and learn more about their faith. But like, why why do you think that like we right now are like actually here right now? Like, what? what chain of events caused this to happen? You know, it's, it's kind of bizarre to think about, you know? On that same note, can I ask you guys a question? Go ahead. Is there, is there a single moment where you said, okay, I'm in love with this organization. I really love this organization and I want to continue being a part of it. I'm going to be honest. This isn't going to sound like the best thing. But at the last day of camp, I was crying like pretty hard. And it was because like, I don't know, it was like that whole kind of transformation thing. I like honestly didn't realize like what I had been doing to, uh, in my life from that point. And I was like seriously questioning like, like, what am I doing? Like, it's just kind of weird, but I was like, what am I doing with my life right now? And I was talking to the advisor at the time. She's like, uh, she, yeah, she was an advisor at the time. And now she's like a really good friend of mine. Um, but I was like crying my eyes out and she was like, what? Like she like literally asked me and she had like a piece of paper down and she was like, I want you to write down what you want in your life. And I was just like, I kind of was like taking a, taking it back. Cause I was like, I literally hadn't thought about that up until that point that like, because of all these things happening, what did I like, what, why am I upset right now? Why am I even here? If I didn't even know what I was like going towards and that kind of like that entire thing, I call it my, my mini midlife crisis, but like that entire thing, it like seriously like changed my life. And I was like, even though it was like a really like sad moment for me, I was like, there's no way I would have been able to figure this out if it weren't for this, like if me, if I wasn't at Minicamp then, you know, so. Uh, hang on a second, I'm gonna quickly adjust my camera here. Marketing is gonna be so angry, but it's okay. They can be angry. Uh, okay, so. Yeah, so the same way I was forced into going to camp, I've, I, I knew that after my first winter camp that I wanted to like run one, but I'm a really nat I'm a naturally lazy person and it's actually horrible. Like it's not funny, it's, it's terrible. And I was like, yeah, 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 I'll do it. And I just never, I never went and actually did it, like actually signed, the, did the general application and whatnot. 
but like the first time that I knew that eventually like I'm going to be doing this is when I left my first winter camp, which I know I'm talking about 2017 winter camp way too much, but it's, it's fine. Uh, but I was leaving all of the new friends that I had just made that I still remember to this day. And uh, one of them pulled out their phone because they had their phones at this time. And he started playing like the terrible recorder uh, remix of um, like the sad music from Titanic. And everybody was really sad and we were all laughing and just being sad at the same time. That's when I knew, okay, this is, this is where I want to like spend my time. These are the people that I know I want to be with because not just were they funny, but they were also like, they made me better people. And when I actually got into it was when, uh, what's his name? I think it was Zaid. Uh, don't know his last name, but he messaged me. He was the Ansarcher at the time. He's like, Hey, can you fill in me for me at this camp? And I filled in at the camp and throughout that entire camp, I was, I just kept on repeating it. Cause you know, I always make fun of myself when I feel insecure and it just works perfectly. Uh, but it's like, Hey, I'm, I'm fake. Uh, I'm fake REC because I wasn't actually like part of the, the REC at the time I was filling in. So I was out of the loop a whole bunch and whatnot, but like people still respected my opinion. I was like, okay, that's crazy. So that entire time while saying, I'm like, I'm fake REC. I'm like, okay, I'll be real REC next time. And by the end of the camp, the Real REC was like, yeah, next uh, next term, REC, what, like, what are you, are you going to do? And I'm like, yes, yes, I'm going to do it. So it's just, again, like that, every change with Mina for me is just really subtle. What about you, Zakaria? Um, I think for me, it was the, it was at a point when I wasn't at camp. Um, so my first camp was summer camp 2016. Then I went to winter camp 2016. And then the next camp we had in my region, the Mid-Atlantic region, was summer camp the next year, so 2017. And I don't remember exactly where we went, but I think my family, like, we're going, we were going on vacation somewhere. And so, like, I wasn't able to go. Um, and it was one of those moments where, like, I, I just felt like I was missing something during that summer. Like, and I just, like, and I, and I was seeing um, all of my friends from camp, and they were, you know, texting me when they weren't supposed to have their phone but that's okay I'm not ranting about anything um but like they were texting me and like just keep me updated on how camp was going and everything and it was at that point when I was just like it was like a hole that was missing in my heart like even though I'd only been to two camps like it was just something that was so important to me at the time um and I was like really sad that I had to to miss it for that summer um and I remember like I made a promise to myself I was like the next camp they have I'm going back um and yeah that's what i did next camp i went back had a blast um and then i, I applied to to start getting involved with like the actual organization um and yeah i think that's probably like that moment where, where it clicked for me yeah and honestly i'll say that fomo with minna is so real it's so real like i remember this one time i had i didn't i couldn't go to a camp because i couldn't like it was it was that it would have meant that i would have to be at the house a long time and i really couldn't like I, it sounds stupid, but I couldn't pack that many clothes. I just really couldn't. And what is it called? I remember when I went and saw a bunch of people for a minute afterwards, they were like, no, why didn't you come to camp? Why didn't you come to camp? And I had to sit there and I had to be like, because I didn't want to pack that many clothes. And they were so mad at me. And I was just like, I know it was stupid and I regret it. But yeah, it was kind of funny. <laughs> Might be unique in this case, which actually I have two quick things to say, but like I should have a lot more Minifomo because I don't know, I've only been to winter camps, which means I've missed 50% of the camps that I could have gone to. Uh, 
but I never really felt bad about that. I don't know why. Since I've never been to a summer camp, I just assume that it's different from winter camp. I have no idea, but I like the cold and I like that community. And at a certain point, I just called, called myself a winter camp special. So I took pride in the fact, like I always do, pride in my failures and it's a success. My dad's going to be mad that I said that. Okay, it's fine. Uh, and then the second thing, uh, Zach, um, just just so you would know, you said you're not ratting your friends out, but you're the president of Mina. You, like, <laughs> that information has become <laughs> uh, evidence within itself now, so... I mean, you are I the rat and the judge. Don't any names. So, <laughs> I mean, there's their identity is still protected. So. But the law knows the names now, so you can't hide. They can't hide from the law. So it's either corrupt or it has Alzheimer's. Well, brother Fias, please forgive them. They were only doing. Okay, because of them, we have Zach now. And by the way, so when you decided that, hey, I'm going to be part of MENA, I'm going to like actually volunteer, did you ever think that you were going to become the president? Or did it just, like, I don't know. Did you think you'd go this far? Did you even think it was like a goal of yours? No, it was never a goal of mine to become the president of MENA. I think for me... Um, Really, I think where, where every person who gets involved with Mina, I think, or let me not speak generally, so I'll speak for myself. For me, it was really about wanting to, to like be on a camp committee and like run a camp. Um, that first camp when I was like leading the bonfire and I was kind of like the sixth camp committee during that night, like it was really fun. Like I, I, I had, you know, a, a lot of fun and um, I realized that like that was something that I wanted to do. Um, and so when I went back and I got involved, um, that was really my only goal. I, like, I just wanted to be on camp committee and just, you know, be in charge of a camp. Um, and then, you know, the people in the mid-Atlantic region approached me. They were like, hey, you did a good job. You should apply to be on the REC, um, which is the regional executive committee um, for the mid-Atlantic. And so I applied and, you know, I got it. I was a secretary for a year. Um, and alhamdulillah, I had a, a lot of fun that year. And then I didn't really want to give it up. So I was just like, okay, I can just keep going. So I applied to be chair um, of that uh, committee. And so I, I got that for a year. That was last year, actually. Um, and then alhamdulillah, like, you know, when applications were coming out, when applications were coming out um, this past year for the executive committee. Yeah, no, take them. Go away. I'm really sorry. <laughs> um, so this past year when the, the applications were coming out for the executive committee, which is the EC, um, I didn't really, I don't, I don't think I planned to apply when they first came out. And then it took a little nudge um, from one of my friends and he was like, yo, like you should do this. Like you'd be really good at it. Um, and I think that the organization would benefit. Um, and so I thought about it and talked it over with, my parents, mainly my mom, me and my mom had a lot of conversation about it. Um, and then I applied. And then I guess it was in Allah's plan to, to put me in this position. Um, and so here I am. And so I guess that's a long-winded way to answer your question of did I originally plan to become president? No, but Allah's the best of planners. So here I am. Yeah, and I'm sure that like you, at, above all, you were just intended to just keep like 
the community that you you would have been like involved in and like keep doing the initiatives that you were like involved in i mean i'm different from both of you and i've never been on any committee rec any camp committees or anything but like i've been involved with mina for a little bit kind of doing like tasks here and there i mean and we kind of all in one way or another are here now discussing things and it kind of worked out in the end i guess but um yeah like it's it's kind of it's kind of weird to think about how like the scope of MENA is so huge and like part of the reason that we even wanted to start this podcast was that like there's only there's so much that like that's already talked about and there's so much that we want to talk about that it's just like what can we do to bring those two together and like mm -hmm. a really good way was that like get the president of MENA you know like he he's like he's like the overseer and not really but like he's he over kind of oversees like this huge organization but here we are like discussing something that brings us all together which is this like feeling of of like community and like of in, trying to inspire like youth to follow the same path and yeah that's pretty cool and yeah it's just that huge just scope of mina that was another reason why the podcast is so important we have so many people that love this organization for of course it's mina like why would you not love this organization but we barely have anything unifying them all together other than like isna which like five percent of the people at Mena go to so having this is so cool because it's like one of the things that everybody all across america and that little bit of canada i respect my canadian brothers and sisters out there brother fias but, uh, is canadian you could have just singled him out just then oh <laughs> uh, yeah well you just did so you're not what but uh, yeah, this is something that everybody in Minna can partake with together. So that's like that's honestly super awesome to think about. Although I don't know, I don't know how many people will watch this. Zach, you're the president. How many people do you think will watch this? How many people do I think will watch this? I think we can hit 500 people. <laughs> and and, then, I, and that's just like and that's just on this first episode. Like I think you guys. <laughs> yes, no, like you guys on, on this podcast, yeah. you guys, the, the host and the, the rest of your team, like, I think you guys are going are gonna, to are gonna put together like this amazing, you know, podcast where, you know, you never know, inshallah, maybe two or three years, we're hitting 5,000 people an episode, you know, um, but this is just the start. So you have to start it's somewhere. Like, like, five mm -hmm. Exactly. I'm not sure if you're allowed to disclose this, but how many people, like, across all of the camps, like, I froze? For a second. Am I still yeah, frozen? I know. No. Hello? We're good now. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But I, I was going to ask. Okay, thank you. I was going to ask. Uh, I'm not sure if you're allowed to disclose this information, but, like, on average, well, actually, since president, you have, have you seen the camp numbers from previous years? Yes. How many campers does like all of Mena get together in like one camp? Because I've been thinking it's like around six hundred. So for so like for every camp season, so like one summer camp season. Every camp season, yeah. Um. Yeah, I think it's around six hundred, six fifty. Yeah, somewhere around there. That's huge. Six fifty, yeah. and you think five hundred people are gonna watch this? Man, I mean, the Mena, Mena fan base has to be real dedicated. Yeah, I mean, I'm not putting you guys down. But if you think about it like there's six regions right mm -hmm. so that's one camp per region so we're averaging about 100 campers per camp so maybe we can start okay. our own region mena online <laughs> yo <laughs> like... maybe honestly that's so cool i hadn't thought about it like that way okay okay 
I'm, I'm, I'm ready to see 500 people. Let's go. Inshallah, inshallah. Uh, inshallah, inshallah, inshallah. Oh my goodness. It's like, <laughs> it's a movement, man. It's a movement. Like, it's just... Because I feel like, especially in the West, this is one of the most beautiful things about Mina. Especially in the West, Mina gives us an opportunity to understand that, hey, we should not be sort of embarrassed or hiding underneath our faith but rather we should be wearing the faith on our chest like a badge that's what i love about mina right and unfortunately i forgot to wear my mina merch today like you were just saying <laughs> but that's okay and zach too <laughs> exactly but uh yeah like i've never been like shy about my faith i've always been outspoken i've always been an outspoken person but ever since like especially i've become an officer i've just been so much more open to just like doing random da'wah whenever I'm, I probably shouldn't be doing da'wah, especially since I'm not a person who should be doing da'wah because I like, aren't that knowledgeable, but still, I do it anyway. Alhamdulillah, I don't know. We'll have to figure it out. But I don't know. Like, in that sense, like, how do you think men has affected your, like, like I don't want to say public face of men because none of us are public figures. Like, we're just kids. We're literally just, like, children who are have been given too much responsibility and haven't burned everything down yet. So... I don't know, guys. You have anything to say about that? <laughs> that's actually funny. That's that like that slogan. We're just kids who are given a whole bunch of responsibility and haven't burned everything down yet. That was actually that's true. Um, <laughs> you're not wrong. Um, I I will agree with you. I think it has like this. I think it has definitely taken the badge of Islam, right? And made it something that like we can wear proudly on our chest. I think Minute does a good job of letting people be proud of their faith and their religion. Um, and like you said, we're not really like public figures. Um, and so like, we're not gonna be like having to go out and make speeches about Islam, et cetera, et cetera. But I, think one, <laughs> but I think one thing that, that it does is like, it allows us to I guess, let people know we're Muslim within our own circles, right? So, you know, maybe, I remember like after I came from my first minute camp and my, and my friends um, back in high school, um, like they asked me like what I did that summer and I was like, yeah, I went to this cool camp and like I really learned about like my religion and like it kind of dawned on me like when I said that, that they didn't really know I was Muslim, right? Like I, I was I was going by Zach, right, in high school and, um, like, I guess if you just, like, look at me, like, you wouldn't really know that I was Muslim. I guess I hadn't told them. And so, like, when I went back and I told them about the, the camp and they were like, oh, wow, like, really, like, you're Muslim. And so, like, that opened up a lot of conversations between me and my friends about, like, just Islam in general and, what's it, and what it's about. And so I think that's what it, that's what MENA really does for us. It allows us to open up conversations about Islam within our own circles, because I think, honestly, that's probably, like, more important than, like, going out and giving some big speech to the entirety of the United States. Yeah. yeah and I think even when like in the beginning of the in like uh, right in the beginning when Rahim was talking about how like this was something that kind of uh, like catalyzed his faith. I feel like this is a way also to like um, to like express how we like how we like explore faith you know like that that might be that like mena itself made you start praying or it might be that like mena made it so that you your your methods of having faith has changed you know and whether that be like at camp talking with someone who's just another muslim or you know like i was also one of those people who 
who just like love chanting and like in an in a, like a good way like one that's like um that's like halal and one that's like you're you're chanting about something you love and about something that is like as important as your deen like that's so important to have these like different types of things that we can do um like not giving a speech whether like if you're not someone who likes giving speeches if you're not like someone who wants to like organize an entire camp you still have like different things you can do to show that like you're proud of like what you do and to show that like you want to help others like um like even things like I was I'm I used to be like a section editor for the Mena blog and even things like writing small things or like how you can like improve your health and improve your lifestyle all for the sake of like pleasing Allah and like making your own life better it's like all these little things can can are just culminated in how you express like what you've learned and how you want to impact other people just one like really quick irrelevant actually two really quick irrelevant notes um and i hate to do the second one but i'm gonna start with the first one yeah both of you guys really like chanting and if you guys don't know if you haven't been to mena mena's like huge on chanting which like don't be intimidated if it is like you know, I, don't know. I know a lot of like guys think chanting is like girly or whatever it's not guys like masculine men chant too and it's really cool okay stop being lame but on that note, I also really don't like chanting. Like, I do it begrudgingly at camp. I, I love Mina, but I just don't like, I like giving speeches. I like talking. Chanting just isn't my thing. I don't want to ride okay, in a little red honestly. wagon, bro. <laughs> That's okay. It's okay. It's it's kind of like this. I feel like, an, I don't know if this is the, the American way to pronounce it, but it's the niche way of like Minaing these days, I feel like. I mean, honestly, chanting does come with a lot of side effects i've literally lost my voice and gotten a cold after every single mena camp i went to so that's one thing to consider but you want to know one quick way to make sure that you don't lose your voice while chanting use the little honey packets they have at the tea station you're not supposed to drink from and not nah, i was going to talk about like some like like a scientific method of like projecting uh so i recently took a like a class on like voice addiction so most of the time when we were speaking, we we're speaking from our throat. But if you speak from your chest, not only does it sound like a little bit different, but you're also not going to lose your voice nearly as fast. So if you make sure that you're like expressing from like this part, you know, like actually like lower, you're not going to lose your voice nearly as fast. Because I don't usually lose my voice at camp and I do chant, again, begrudgingly, but I do, I do chant. Um, but the second thing I wanted to say Noor, have you been timing us? Because I have not been. Zach, you yes, probably shouldn't have been. I have, I have I 41 minutes on the clock. Oh, wow. We are 12 minutes over, which is really great, actually. That's awesome. Um, wow. I, like, I don't want to end. Like, what, can we go to an hour? <laughs> yeah. Split this in two. Split this in two things. This sucks. No, it's actually great, but it sucks that yeah, it has to. It's like Minicamp all over again. Rest in peace. Yeah, getting PMD from the uh, from the podcast. From the mm. podcast. This is this is just so nice to hear. It's just everything. It all it comes back. Haven't been to camp in like a year now. It just sucks. All of twenty twenty. Honestly, I'm kind of just scared that like I'll pass the age limit before I get to go to another camp. That's just gonna be the saddest thing ever. But I mean, it's like there's no limit to like being involved in this stuff. But the camps are kind of special in that way. We have the president right here. He can increase the age, like Berkeley getting rid of like the SATs or whatever, like the UCs. 
So if you could just for like the next three years allow like 21 year olds. I mean, honestly, I might do it because that would give me a whole nother year of camps. So <laughs> we'll it's a see. good idea. <laughs> we'll see. Inshallah, inshallah. Everybody say inshallah, especially if inshallah. you're old. And if you're young, do it because you want the old people to be there. Because one of the best things about I mean, I shouldn't be talking anymore because we probably should be ending this. But the best thing about Mina for me at least is like finding those role models that you never find anywhere else. So try and get those old people to come to class. I mean, Mina, it's not. You think those? I've you think those everything. role models are gonna be very happy that you just call them old people? <laughs> you know, isn't it like young young kids want to be old and old people want to be young? So I don't know, Zach. Yeah. What do you think about that? About which part? The old people want to be young and young people want to be old? Or is that the yeah. Kids? Oh God! What? I turned my notifications off. Sorry, guys. I'm Muslim, in case you didn't know. Um, okay, I'm going to speak to both your points. The first one about old people being young and young people wanting to be old, I think it's very true. Um, I'm 20, and I want to go back to when I was 15, simply because of the fact that I'm about to age out of minute. But um, to, all, to all my uh, younger people who might be listening, enjoy your youth, because responsibility hits. So... Yeah, that's you're all. 20. <laughs> I love the fact that you're saying that and you're 20. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. I'll, I'll just reiterate your, your last point about finding a mentor. I think that's probably one of the biggest parts about minicamp is like you can connect with someone, you know, who's older than you, um, even if it's just by a few years. Um, that's like some of my best friends from, from minicamps are like a few years older than me. Um, and, you know, we still talk to this day and I like, call them if I need like any advice on, on something or anything like that um so yeah I, I would say that that's probably a big part of Mina so you, any of you people on the younger side of the, the spectrum find a mentor any people anybody on the older side find a mentee if you feel comfortable um that relationship will definitely last a lifetime I have just one last question before we lose you so Zach, now that, you know, you've been the president, you've got to the top, started at the bottom night here. Um, what's next, Zach? What's next? What's next? Yeah. For me? Yeah, for you, whether it's Minna or not Minna, I don't know. Um, honestly, I'm trying to, to slow down time as much as possible because this is my last year, um, like formally within the organization. Um, I, I still think I'll definitely come back, you know, as a counselor, advisor, whatever they need me to do. Um, so that's probably what's next for me, minnow wise. Personally, um, I'm trying. I'm I'm trying to graduate. I'm a sophomore in college. I'm um, studying psychology, so just trying to take that one day at a time. Psychology is interesting. Anybody who wants to study psychology, I would advise you to do so. It's really interesting. Um, but yeah, graduation and couple years inshallah that's probably inshallah. The for me inshallah yeah. by any chance you're going to take that psych degree and become a youth dev <laughs> hey i might i might brother fias, inshallah. Brother fias. the youth the youth what it brother fias <laughs> <laughs> inshallah one day one day one day uh one youth that was able to do it actually probably a bunch of i don't know how many youth dev were many kids beforehand all of them right actually technically i don't think so 
think. No. Was Brother Fiaz ever young? Brother Fiaz. Ala and Cheyenne, I think. Oh, but not Sister Havana, huh? Yeah, I think she was just a counselor. That's crazy. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, but sadly, Nora, you were going to say something. Yeah, I cut you off. yeah sadly, unfortunately, although this conversation was very eye-opening to, to all of us and kind of surprising in one way or another, um, this episode has to come to an end. And we wanted to thank our guests for coming on today on this episode of We the Youth. So thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, thank you, Zach. I was about to thank the audience for watching, and I wasn't going to thank the guests, but you just reminded me to thank you. Yeah, I'm really so. thankful. Don't think I'm not. It's just I'm a really forgetful person. Yeah, and thank you for being the president of this wonderful organization. I'm <laughs> sure your work will uh, will help a lot of kids out or help a lot of initiatives out in one way or another. So that's great. Thank you, honestly. Yeah, you're changing so many lives right now, Zach. Seriously, don't forget that. No pressure, by the way, but yeah. All right, no pressure. <laughs> so we wanted to thank our guests today for coming on to this episode of We the Youth. A lot of the things that said that were said today couldn't have happened without the perspective of Mina's uh, great president. So thank you. Thank you very much, Zach, for coming on. Thank you guys for having me. This was awesome. Yeah, and thank everybody else for watching. Make sure to subscribe to all of our things. Uh, we have a Twitter and Instagram and an email list sign up to the email list that's how we got Noor over here she's awesome you guys know that you just listen to her talk for like 30 minutes um make sure to join our discord as well and thank you for we watching. the youth is a production of Mina. <laughs> <laughs> we the youth is a production of Mina. yes uh so yes make sure to come back next week to see how we like our coffee i'm Noor. and i'm rahim Assalamu alaikum.